untitled Beatles podcast. Well, let's talk about Sergeant Pepper. I have in my list of favorite mono versus stereo discussions that the mono Sergeant Pepper as a whole is on that list as being the definitive and arguably only way to really understand the trip that Sergeant Pepper is in mono to me. Interesting. All right. I think we might have different opinions about Oh, we got some hot takes coming up. If you like Crossfire (laughs) and Hannity and Combs, all my references are from 04. Hey, man, it was a year. It was was still a year. year. You remember when Bush was the worst thing? Oh, it'll never get better than Bush. I know. Worse than Bush. Um, (laughs) um, Well, what's what's great about Sgt. Pepper now is that for people that only stream music, you actually can hear both stereo and mono. It was part of that big reissue in 2017. The mono was part of that box set. That's why. Exactly. So you can A and B those. So some of the differences are like the the crowd sound effects are placed differently. And certain songs are faster than other songs. Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins. Silently closing her bedroom door, leaving the note that she hoped would say more. Certain vocals have different effects. John's Lucy in the Sky in mono feels like it's on a different planet. Picture yourself in a boat on a river With tangerine trees and marmalade skies Yeah, I like some of it. But, I, I you know, I, I heard Sgt. Pepper first in stereo, and to me, me that works for me. Like, I prefer the... I, so, She's Leaving Home is one of the songs that they sped up, right? In mono, it's faster. I... I don't like it that fast. And maybe that's because it's ingrained in my head the other way. And it's like a, you know, it's a stubborn thing in my brain, but I prefer the slower version. And I also really like that song. So maybe I like that it's one second longer. The stereo version is actually 9.8 seconds longer, but who's counting? I feel very differently about that song. And I equate it to the mono Don't Pass Me By from the White Album, which is also faster. I'm like, well, yes, these will be over sooner. That's what I wrote for Don't Pass Me By. I'm like, I think this is my least favorite Beatle original. I guess I like it because it's a, uh, done fast. Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel like she's leaving home, yeah. But you don't like that one. I have always taken George Martin's side for my shame in Paul McCartney for recruiting a different orchestrator because George Martin was busy that day. Oh, that's right. I forgot that's about that. That's a song that I feel like the strings, a little like Long and Winding Road, the strings feel overwrought, and I wish there was a version with George Martin's ear for taste on that song. I totally get it. I wish we could have heard the George Martin yeah. version of that. Yeah, I bet I would like it even more. I already like <laughs> it. It's it's a little Disney. It tugs at you a little bit. Still, I like the song and I like the lyrics. I like the sentiment. I like those backing vocals a lot. I will say that what's always redeemed the song for me is the sympathy in John's voice is almost unlike anything on any other Beatles track. Yeah. It's it's really neat. Yeah. I think you articulated why I like that song. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't like the mono Sgt. Pepper. It's just that I think I prefer the stereo for certain songs, mostly things like Day in the Life to me. I like the stereo separation on the crescendo. Day in the Life is one of the few on there that I would prefer to listen to in stereo. 
Um, okay. And- I also think they did a better job at cutting off that note into uh, Woke Up, Fell Out of Bed, the orchestra. The mono, I think it's a clumsier edit. A hundred percent. And in fact, the stereo plays to the buoyancy of that Paul McCartney bridge. The stereo lends itself to kind of the the more upbeat nature of it than the mono. There's kind of it doesn't ascend as far. So, yes, day yeah. in life, I prefer. However, the run out of the album, especially from Good Morning, Good Morning, from the intro to that into the Sgt. Pepper reprise, I think both Sgt. Pepper's are so much more kick-ass in mono, both the opening and the reprise. Yeah. There's different, the, yeah. the crowd effects are different in both. There, there, there's yep. different things happening in both. And I just feel like they're more rock and rolls. It, I am a huge musical theater nerd. I don't know if we talk music. I know you you love a lot of musical theater too. Uh, no. You're a huge Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber fan. You are, False. I, I'll never forget you saying to me, I like the Beatles, but to me, it's all about cats. No. It's the first conversation. And I sang memory and we held each other and cried. No, I, 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 I know you're not a musical theater guy. I, I am I am a huge Although we worked together in a Second City musical called Rush Limbaugh the Musical. Right, but that was music by Rush. <laughs> and the Little and, Mermaid. And I threw a little, little Mermaid in there. I stole from a lot of great people in that song. <laughs> But I, I love musical theater. Sgt. Pepper, because of how it's both structured and discussed, has always felt like it. Look, if the Who can take credit for Tommy as a rock opera, Pepper felt a bit rock opera ish to me always. I've looked at it. The artwork, the presentation has always felt theatrical. In mono, it feels more like a rock album to me. Yeah, I agree. You're right. I like the in the reprise that they bring back the crowd laugh. Yeah. In a weird place. Yeah, it's, it's kind of right yeah. at the top. I love it. You know, we can always speculate, like, what are they laughing at? Is Ringo going into his famous alligator push-ups routine? <laughs> Known for that. Ringo did two things great physically. He could turn drums around the stage. And he oh, right. the alligator at DC. At DC show. <laughs> I love there's always someone like, there's a there's commentary somewhere from that era of like, oh, and Ringo's moving his own drums. Oh, and Ringo's moving the drums around. <laughs> Little did they know he's going to live to be 80 at least. God bless. I will say, though, on the reprise, the little, the, the little, I just totally diminished, the little scats that Paul does at the end, like, I don't I actually don't care for those. I, I like it kind of just ending without the scat. That's me. Are the scats buried in the stereo or do they not exist? I can't remember right now. That's a good question. I I, I feel like the first time I ever heard those scats was when I heard the mono. Me too. So. I think I give them deference because I love the scats, which are a little more buried at the end. It got to get into my life, as we talked about. I just love hearing Paul kind of go off. Yeah. That hearing that voice is wonderful to me. But yeah, look, you can't argue with Sgt. Pepper as a great album in stereo. I'm not trying to diminish it. But that's another one that for me, and I had bootlegs of Mono Pepper, and I always thought it was good, but that 09 remaster, it's weird. And I'm enough of an audio nerd to understand that this does make sense, but I can see how other people would think it doesn't make sense. That to digitally remaster something in mono, who fucking cares, right? I mean, it's mono. How much can you do with it? <laughs> but the way they were able to clean up those original tapes, there's something about that Mono Pepper, a little like the first time I heard Mono Revolver, that just it just gave me a different understanding of the album as a whole. Yeah, I like it either way. I like it either way. Um, Magical Mystery Tour. So yeah, so the stereo has all that crazy separation on a lot of these songs. And so, yeah, so when you get to listen to mono, and this is more for if you're listening on headphones and earbuds, that kind of a thing. It's just, it's going to be a better experience. But 
it's not streaming in mono, so <laughs> fuck right, you. Right. <laughs> but Flying is another song that's got a longer fade out, and I like that song. I still dig that song. It's such a creepy fade out. Yeah. In, in a song that's dominated by Ringo harmonies, which is a little weird. Yeah. To me, now, I, I, I've i never I've never done acid. I have smoked and enough pot for a lifetime. I've never done acid. Magical Mystery Tour, to me, has almost felt like more of what a trip would feel like than Pepper. Those blaring horns at the beginning... Soothing down to Fool in the Hill. on a trip with flying <laughs> soothing back down to blue jay i mean it's just the, the levels <laughs> that album always felt to me like i don't need to do acid i love magical mystery tour <laughs> and that's another one that yeah. in mono i really feel like i don't equate it with mono pepper but it's it's a different experience hearing that beautiful album this disparate collection of movie songs and singles makes so much sense on that great album i agree and is penny lane does it feel faster to you in mono or is that in my head you it think? feels brighter it's one of the reasons i i, I like it more penny lane there is a barber showing photographs penny lane there is a barber showing photographs of every head he's had the pleasure to know also, quick side note, the mono version is two seconds shorter than the stereo version, which calculates to about 1% faster tempo. Great tempo feel, Tony. Interesting. Strawberry Fields, which was the double A side to Penny Lane on that Mono Magic Mystery Tour, one into the other is so great too. They feel more direct. Yeah. They don't feel as spacey. They feel in your facey. <laughs> <laughs> if we gave our shows titles, that would be it. <laughs> I'm spacey and I'm in your facey. And together. <laughs> uh, I like All You Need Is Love. I think it's a better mix overall. And again, you get the longer fade out on that. What's your take on the John Lennon singing She Loves You at the end of uh, All You Need Is Love? Uh, it's weird and nostalgic and off-key. Is it off-key or am I thinking of the Ruddles parody? <laughs> I'm thinking about Love Life from the Ruddles parody. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't think it's off-key in the, in the uh, Beatles' All You Need Is Love. I think it's really neat. I think that the whole thing that whole one world broadcast and what they were the first global hookup of all those countries showing it at the same time. I forgive that song, which is not at all one of their best written songs because it captured such a zeitgeist of that moment in 67. I like that song. Uh, yeah. Again. Yeah. It's not my, one of my favorites, but I like the fun things. Like it's in a weird time signature. The verses mm -hmm. are, there's like an extra couple beats in there per line. And, uh, I like that he sings She Loves You at the end. I know there's a few other things he says in there too, yesterday mm -hmm. and all that. But I love it. I always thought that, yeah, yeah, like you said, nostalgic, even though it was only, what was it, four years prior? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was. It was a completely different time. I've always liked it. The reason I brought it up was because growing up, when, when that song would come on the radio, I had more than one friend say like, I don't like that he does that at the end. And I was like, what? Because I liked it so much, mm -hmm. you know? So, all right, you want to talk about the White Album? The White Album 
was the last album the Beatles consciously mixed for mono, but really didn't get a massive widespread mono release because by 68, especially in the States, stereo had almost predominantly taken over. It wasn't even released in mono in right. the States. Uh, uh, you're totally right. So mono white album has always kind of felt like a bit of a great white whale. No yeah. uh, pun intended there. But so <laughs> hearing that also, I'd had bootlegs. Of, you know, you get a ton of bootlegs around as a Beatle Fest and at Wax Tracks or Reckless or wherever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're all from a tape of a tape. And right. so I'd heard. The fidelity mon- sucks. The fidelity sucks. I'd heard Mono White album. I knew the different quirks. I knew the different, obviously, Helter Skelter. Uh, and in fact, uh, the Beatles rarities compilation from 1980 yeah. was the first time I'd heard mono don't pass me by and mono Melter um, Skelter with the squeak toy high in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I at least kind of knew what to expect with those. But mono white album is a another incredible experience that I don't really need to hear in mono. I'm pretty happy with Stereo White Album. Whoa! Okay, so yeah, we disagree. This will be one. So I, other than with some exceptions, I definitely prefer overall the mono White Album. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, back in the USSR, I'm just going over some little things here. The opening guitar comes in later. (laughs) Paul's got some chatter in there now, but I think that's the 2018 version. I don't Yeah. In Glass Onion, the strings are higher, and at the end, they feel like they retard or something. But it's, it's so that gives it that extra kind of strangeness. Right. Uh, again, that was another wonderful choice the Beatles made, uh, regardless of stereo mono, just to have that string ending. Yeah, it's because it comes out of nowhere and it's so random, it makes such perfect sense and lends so nicely to what comes right after it. Oh, bloody. Yeah, it's uh-huh. great. It's great. It's like it melts into this like confection. <laughs> That's totally. just a blah deal. But uh, I think his vocal sounds clearer on the mono. Mono Obladio Oblada is way better than stereo. Yeah. All right. There you go. Um, While my guitar gently weeps, longer fade out. I think they got rid of the yeah, yeah, yeahs on the fade, though, in these new mixes. Um, or or maybe the mono didn't have the yeah, 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 that ascending yeah, yeah, yeah on the fade. We lose that, so that's... I'm so tired. It's just fatter. Paul's vocals, you hear more, the backing vocals, which I really like on that record. And then there's that funny organ part that you never really hear. Yep. But I bought some bootleg where it was like, it was, it was like, I'm so tired, take 26 or something. And it was just like a mix of the, like the drums and the organ. And I used to put that on mixtapes all the time because it sounds like a completely different song. And it's just this pretty little, almost like a Brian Eno. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I've heard that. That sounds great. After hearing that, I then then I hear the organ part, and you're like, oh, so mono brings that organ part out. 
Oh, well, like Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Blackbird actually prefers stereo. Uh, yes. I, I, although, is it because the foot taps start earlier in stereo? Because <laughs> No, it's because the, the bird sound effects are distracting in the mono. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Yes. It's like over some of his vocals and stuff. It's the same reason I don't like the charity version of Across the Universe. I don't need birds chirping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't read this writing, you know. What is that tweeting bird out there? For God's sake. Bird, bird. This bird, goddammit, out there. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like stereo Blackbird. I will definitely say... I prefer mono don't pass me by for one, because it's faster. <laughs> and two, that yeah. kind of fiddle solo at the end, the first time I heard it, I was like, what's going It's different. It's I, I mentioned earlier, the kind of Beatles mono nightmare, that fiddle solo is off and it's almost like it's crying. I, it, it stutters and it's weird and I prefer it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, why don't we do it in the road? It has an abrupt end after that final hi-hat crash. Yeah. So that's just a little interesting difference. It doesn't fully decay. No one will be watching us. Why don't we do it in the road? I prefer the stereo for I Will. I'll, I'll say that. The mono does a thing where it builds. Like you don't have the, the, the clip-clop percussion uh, right in the beginning, it comes in on the chorus. Love you forever, and, and then it's buried in the mix. So, yeah, I prefer stereo on that. Love you forever, and forever. Love you with all my heart. Julia's not Me much too. of a difference. Uh, birthday has the the there's a weird organ sound in birthday that happens that is more prominent on the, the mono. Yeah, it's how the song ends. That weird sound. Um, right. It's it sounds like highlight decay or something. <laughs> uh, your blues actually uh, I do prefer the stereo version uh, me too by far I feel yeah. like the, the mono is almost too muddy in the morning wanna die in the evening wanna die Yeah, yeah, you lose the crispness of that bass. Like, actually, what really makes that sound for me is Paul's bass and the woodiness of that sound. It's kind of lost in the mono. And Ringo's, we didn't mention this in our Ringo show, but you just you saying this made me think of it. His kind of tumble fill that gets from the solo back to the, the, the kind of the main riff, the main hook. Yeah. Is really cool. Are you talking about the that that goes into the edit? Is that what you're talking about? The yes, and it goes back into basically the same thing they had. It's the, they tacked on similar to the Taxman guitar solo. They tacked on the, what they had already done, but just muted Lennon's vocal, That's which you right. hear in the bleed. I love that. Somehow that edit works. I don't know how they did it, but it's a strange, clumsy edit, but it works. And I think it's because of that fill. There's an edit in She Loves You where it's almost a half, it's like, uh, not a half, like a tenth of a beat off getting back into the Because She Loves You. Apologize for her because she loves you. That feels it's just not clean and it makes it more perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I like, you know, on mono, the everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey. Again, fade out longer. I just, I like my extra beetle drops. 
Sexy Sadie, there's more organ in the coda. Again, there's more information on the fade out. So Helter Skelter, right? Well, that's where Stereo's got to win. You get more Ringo. (laughs) Yeah, Stereo wins over all. Right. Stereo wins overall. I, I So here's something I used to do was when I heard the mono, I took the beginning of the mono before the fade out. And then I used the stereo for the fade back because the mono doesn't have a fade back. There's no, no blisters on my fingers on the mono version of Healthy Skelter. So, yeah, that's a huge difference. Uh, this is with the mono. The squeak toy is higher in the mix. There's a squeak toy in there. Which I think was a brilliant choice. It's like, here's this heavy-ass song. We're going to put a children's toy in it. Yeah, it, it's it's like the laughter at the end of Within You, Without You. It just kind of takes the piss out of what they were doing. Yeah, it's great. Oh, there's something there, Tony. The mono... Without the fade out, the one advantage to Mono Helter Skelter is it feels better connected to Long, Long, Long. Mono Helter Skelter feels like without the fade back, just feels like it lends itself to Long, Long, Long in a different and more haunting way. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Like in the context of it, yeah, it is better. Yeah, that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it that way. Tell me why ain't nothing left. Tell me why. Backstreet Boys are my Beatles of the 90s. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I like Savoy Truffle Stereo. I'll, I'll say that because yeah. there's like some of these mono mixes, I feel like their first tries were in mono and by the time they did it again for stereo they corrected some of the mistakes like the the little high scronky one note guitar thing on Savoy Truffle feels like it gets muzzled on the mono yeah um, the tambourine is lower in the mix and it feels out of time actually leading back into the final verse so that one that one is an exception um Revolution number nine, there's no uh, stereo dancing with the number, number nine, nine, number nine, number going from nine, left to right in your ears. Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. So they didn't remix it or anything <laughs> like that. They took the same thing. But I did notice a few strange sonic things like John's looped moaning during Yoko's preamble into you become naked. <laughs> <laughs> His moaning is higher in the mix, so yes, <laughs> what that? A nice preview of Two Virgins and Life with the Lions. <laughs> right, right. We, yeah, let's review those sometime. Um, but overall, I like I like the bigger sound. I like the bigger sound on the mono. Um, some of my favorites are the mono uh, White Album, which we're probably about to get to. Unless let's. Oh yeah, there's the mono masters, right? Right. They added a few things like the yellow submarine stuff had never been. And those are just fold downs. I don't believe those are different edits or different mixes. I'm pretty sure the mono yellow submarine were just fold downs from the stereo. Originally, 
originally, but for Mono Masters, there had been mono mixes made for an EP that never happened. Oh, you're right. You're right. They never came out. And so you finally got to hear them. And whenever that was 2009, things like All Together Now, Hey Bulldog, It's All Too Much, and Only a Northern Song. Yeah, there's more sound effects in All Together Now. So that's more enjoyable. <laughs> right. Hey Bulldog's got that longer fade out. Yes. So you get one more Hey Bulldog. Mono Hey Bulldog over Stereo Hey Bulldog. And in fact, one of my favorites we're going to get to in hour six of today's podcast <laughs> is um, Lady Madonna, which Hey Bulldog was recorded at that shoot for that video. Yes. Lady Madonna in Mono, the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, this is the way Lady Madonna is meant to be heard. It sounds more like a Fats Domino oldie in Mono. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely bigger. I wrote it, it's bigger, but I think the sax is slightly lower in the mix. I prefer that. You're an elephant's memory guy. You love <laughs> you love loud sax. I do, man. What could I say? SNL forever. <laughs> You're a big G.E. Smith guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about let's talk about Hey Jude. Way better in mono. That Hey Jude Revolution single as replicated in mono on Mono Masters to me is the definitive way to hear those songs. Yeah. And when you get into the na 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 part of Hey Jude, I never really ever heard there's something like a bass clarinet. There's something that's really deep and orchestral. That gives that ball. That gives that balls some songs. Yeah, <laughs> give your balls some songs with a Z. Yeah, yeah. So I I prefer Hey Jude in mono. However, you can't hear John say I fucked up as clearly as you can on the stereo. Right, it's a lot more muddy in the mono. You can hear it, but it's not uh, It's not as prominent, though. Yeah, yeah, which is a fun little thing. Hey, Jude, John. It's after the part where you hear him go like, oh, in the back. Oh! He gets, like, right into the mic and says, like, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> so, and it fits. And it's great. And it's it's on the single. Like, you can hear him say, I fucked up on a... And a number, what was that a number one? I think it was. Right? Yeah, Hey Jude is their longest uh, standing number one single. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest selling Beatles song. That's cool. Well, yeah. I, things like, um, oh yeah, This Boy, the edit is smoother coming into... Cry this right there, yeah. Yeah. Till he's seen you cry This boy yeah, there's on the stereo that just sounds like you can see the razor blade in it, you know? <laughs> but the mono, it's just smooth and it feels like natural. Well, and this is a nice way because Mono Masters is kind of the capper of the Beatles in mono. There was there were no dedicated mono mixes for Abbey Road or Let It Be. Right. I believe both had fold downs in different parts of the world. I think... There's like a Brazilian fold down mono of Abbey Road, or maybe it's Let It Be, but they were never, they're just the stereo folded down to mono. But as we get into kind of some of our favorites, Tony, yeah, on Mono Masters, I Want to Hold Your Hand in Mono, to me, is the definitive way to hear that song and to hear the energy and the sax behind it. And mm -hmm. the post Kennedy doldrums being shaken away. Yeah. Even the, the intro itself in stereo, where you can hear John, the, the channel of John's vocal fading up just before he sings. Oh, yeah. In the mono mix, it's all right there for you. And it just feels more direct. 
Mono, I Want to Hold Your Hand is the only one that should be played when trying to explain to people what Beatlemania must have felt like. And it's a shame. Like, I don't know why on these compilations, uh, the Red Album and the One, if I think they're still using the stereo version on that. Yeah, they are. And in fact, in the original Beatles CD issues, when it was standardized, Past Masters came out in 88. So right. a year after everything else. And, you know, like to your point, the first four up to Beatles for sale were in mono. I want to hold your hand was on Past Masters and stereo. It made no sense. Yeah. And that's the one I heard the most. And then when the mono one kind of was remastered in 09, it's just like, that's the only one I want to hear at this point. And in fairness, that was all I, we should mention some of the American Beatles mono stuff has been circulating since 04. And I think the second capital box set was 06, but those weren't used with the original Beatles masters. Those were digitized right. from the sub masters that capital had in their vaults. So those count, but to me, not as much as the 09 remasters. It does not get nerdier than that shit. <laughs> and I make no apologies. Nor should you, man. That's what we're here for. For you geeks and you yep. trolls and you weirdos. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> early stuff, favorites. Let's do it. Yeah. I got Please Please Me. Like, that's the one we all heard. When you hear the stereo, you're like, what is this? So the stereo one has... One of them, I think it's Paul flubs a line or something. John flubs it. In fact, John, uh, John, John sings I, Paul sings you. Yeah. Oh, it, it is Paul's flub because it's John's song. It's John's lyric. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But it's John that's laughing. So one of them makes a mistake and John laughs. Um, it also sounds, yeah, it sounds like it's a different take. Oh, and then there's this weird thing that happens at the end. Again, stereo version on the tag where the drums get really echoey. Like it's almost like they're playing two takes on top of each other. And another take is being recorded with a room microphone or something like that. It just sounds weird, man. So that's why I love it. That's my favorite. You just brought up my favorite uh, of the stereo mono differences. Also my number one Beatles song. Please, please me is my definitive favorite song by the Beatles. That may change every time we record this episode (laughs) and episode, but yeah, to me, there's no better song that captures what the early Beatles are about than please, please me. And not just the, the Paul or John fuck up there, which isn't in the mono when John kind of growl laughs, the come on right out of it, which you alluded to gives that song a whole sense of life that leads to this run out of power chords. You'd never heard to that point and harmonies and fills. It's it's to me, it's the most exciting Beatles song ever recorded. So let's get this straight. You prefer the stereo version of please, please me. I do. I, I love the flub. I love that the separation isn't perfect. That's I love wild. that the whole song sounds like stereo fighting each other. Yeah, I it's love shambolic. John. It's the whole thing shambolic. Oh, that's I, wild. I, I've, I've always loved that more. It's more satisfying to hear that in my ears. And that's one, I think we've said this before, Tony, that Beatles one album that everybody bought, whether they were nine years old or 70 years old, to leave off Please Please Me in favor of From Me to You is one of the most egregious Beatles mistakes ever made. <laughs> you cannot have, how many songs are Beatles won? 21, 22 songs? Something like you, that. You can't have, a, and it is in the Red Album. Yeah. You can't have a compilation of Beatles songs and leave off Please Please Me, especially not in favor of the comparative pap that is from me to you. <laughs> Hashtag comparative pep. <laughs> yeah, go get that looked at, that comparative pep. <laughs> I'm on the ACA. I'm on my deductibles. Remember me and I met. Another early favorite of mine, Mono, is If I Fell, because it's single-tracked vocal at the top. If I fell in love with you, would you promise to be true and help me? understand because i've been in love before and i found that love was more than just holding hands paul on the stereo paul's note falls off going into the final verse 
on the word what was in vain. Yeah. Oh, crux, yeah. Would be sad if our new love was in vain. Yeah, he, he cuts off. He's like, I don't think he gets the N in there uh, or the I for that matter. Uh, so for that reason, I prefer if I fell. Let's stay with early stuff, because for me, the American mono and I love her, which has got no double tracking on Paul's voice. It feels like Paul's doing it live. I don't know why that's at the standard mono, but the American mono and I love her is my favorite. It's just single track Paul the whole time. I give her all my love. That's all I do. And if you saw my love, you'd love her too. I love her. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And one of the few Beatles songs to feature a key change in it. Yeah. And, yeah. and done exquisitely in that beautiful George kind of flamenco guitar solo. Yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Yeah, good call. I forgot about that one. You got any any other early favorites, Mono? Yeah, uh, thank you, girl. Has one of the most com- oh, yeah. has got one of the most complicated mono stereo things because the American version that echoes so drenchy. But this was an era where the Beatles loved. Is it Bruce Chanel or Bruce Channel who's saying, "Hey, baby." Hey, hey, baby. This is Bruce Chanel. With the heartbreak. <laughs> That's like, hey, baby. Uh, that one. Yeah, with the heart- which Ringo later covered in a sea of cocaine and whiskey. <laughs> from his album in a sea of cocaine, of cocaine and, and whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the stereo harmonica that echoes the verses that drives me crazy. Way that you do. Well, 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 well. That's the kind of love that is true. Good to be true. <laughs> the mono version doesn't have any of that bullshit, so I prefer the mono <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. No, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that one. Um, Go on. Well, I mean, we never talked about revolutions, but that is definitely uh, one of my favorites. Lennon said that the stereo version, they turned that song into a piece of ice cream. Say you want a revolution, well, you know, we all want to change the world. And when you hear that, you're like, okay, settle down, John. But when you hear the mono version, it really is like, it is raw. It, It like breaks through the speakers. But if you want money for people with minds that hate All I can tell you is, brother, you have to wait All right I was a big fan of the John Spencer Blues Explosion in the 90s And he used to do these uh, jukebox singles And one of the notes he would give to the, the people cutting it was don't EQ this, mix it loud, no EQ. And that's what this song sounds like, just like rough mix, raw, about to break your speakers. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Blues Traveler in the 90s, and I think they kept saying to John Popper, hey, can we mix that harmonica a little fucking louder? We're not hearing it. <laughs> that's another one. That's like John Popper got his career from the stereo version of Misery. <laughs> I mean, thank you, girl. <laughs> Oh boy, now it's all early Beatles flying up the handle. This is what wine will do for you. <laughs> I agree with you. And same goes for Hey Jew, which we discussed. But Mono Revolution, that's another. If somebody said, Hey, I've, I know a lot about the song Revolution, uh, I need to hear it. What's the best way to hear it? I would say run to the mono. Run yeah. to the mono. Yeah, if you can find it, listen to that. And then I think my favorite mono mix is Happiness is a Warm Gun. Ooh. Yeah, man. It's heavier. Like like anything that's in mono, it's just it's heavier. And I think it's sexier to use that word. It's it's I think it's one of their sexiest songs, even though it ends in doo-wop. <laughs> I think the guitar sounds more hypnotic in the first part, and you actually hear this strange little skronk of Yoko, I think, talking right before the the fixed part. There's this little it sounds like a glitch. It's almost like Yoko was making a phone conversation in a Zoom or something, and it like breaks through <laughs> right before they, I need a fix part. Oh, and then in the stereo version, you know how you can hear them start to sing before, I need a fix because I'm going down. Yeah. So that mistake where you hear the decay of the N in the previous down is not in there. 
So it's a proper mix. Yeah. Which is jarring to me. See, I'm so used to that. I'm going now. You hear right before. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I prefer the mono of that too. Yeah. Uh, I think in general, you know, we talked about white album a few minutes ago, but my notes say I like the stereo one more, but hearing you talk about all the mono, even mono dear prudence, you can hear the fade out that much better than the stereo. You can hear that final note. Yeah, I think as many times I must have listened to that album in high school and the CD, I don't really know that I ever heard the last note until the mono reissue. And yeah. the 2018 makes a great, great call to actually make the end purposeful. Yeah, I mean, the 2018 mix is the mix. Um, yes. If you buy the box set or whatever with the book and all that, they do give you a DVD and on it is, I think, a mono mix. Uh, I will say that, you know, I still listen to a lot of my music via music I uploaded on iTunes. I don't have Apple Music. I do have Amazon I have Prime Music, which just comes with all the Amazon shit we have around here from I. I believe that when you have a kid, you're allowed to blindly support Amazon knowing how terrible they are. And that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> um, uh, so I listen to a lot of my own music. I've uploaded from CD and iTunes match has replaced a ton of my mono with the available stereo versions. Ooh. And it drives me. I'm constantly, even for this yesterday, I re-uploaded mono magical mystery tour from the mono box set because it had matched, it says mono, but it had matched on my iPhone with the stereo, which is really frustrating. They don't make it easy for you to hear the Beatles and mono is my point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the, the main takeaways. Well, those are my mono faves. I have some stereo faves, but do you have any more monos? Uh, no, those are kind of the, the ones I gave you. I mean, some of the ones that weren't mixed for mono, like I love mono, get back. I love mono. Don't let me down. I love mono lady Madonna, that kind of later, later period stuff. I feel like just rocks harder in mono and it, they're not, they're not weak in stereo. I'm not trying to imply that stereo right. makes them sound poppier, but it's just a more aggressive tight rock and roll sound in mono where more often than not, I will listen to the mono versions of those songs. I get that. And the only thing about Mono Get Back is that the fade out is cut off. It is. It is. Rude. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, because it's a single version. <laughs> yeah. Right. The DJs, they're going to play something else before right. they even get there. So. All right. That was Get Back on Classic Rock Weekend. Now here's free <laughs> all right now. <laughs> I want to hear that. Well, a couple of my stereo favorites versus mono. I am the walrus. I prefer stereo. Only because of the strange things that happen in mono. Like mono, they get rid of Ringo's first drum fill. Weird. He cuts out during the I'm crying part. The drum fading back is just clumsy. I don't know. And there's no bass drum on the snare on the one coming back into it. It's a, it's a messy note, but I'm just saying, like, it, it sounds like it was their practice mix. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Uh, I prefer the German six bar intro that repeats <laughs> the intro six times. <laughs> which I think was on rarities, right? <laughs> yeah, which is why we know about that. Yeah. Why we know about it. Oh, I got to have the butcher cover. I'm going to buy rarities so I can also get C Leap Ditch on. <laughs> <laughs> or come give me Dino. I forget which one was on there. And then I, my favorite stereo mix, if I had to pick it, would be Tomorrow Never Knows. Believe it or not. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm a mono guy for Tomorrow Never Knows. Really? Yeah. See, that's the one where I thought, like, it's not so much the sound, it's the sound effects. So I bet I probably prefer the band sound on the mono. Mm -hmm. But for me, those effects, they just play better in the stereo. Lay down, 
think they're tamed on the mono, believe it or not. And they're faded out more abruptly. That's what it is on the mono. They're just like, it sounds like, uh, bring it up. Oh, put it down. And then, I don't know. To me, I just love the way the stereo acts as kind of a, a lattice on the pie. <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> I think we have a uh, uh, headline for this episode. <laughs> yeah, if you made it this far, congratulations. You made it to the right. lattice on the pie. <laughs> You've made it this far. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Do something. Uh, yeah, I, I love that the mono sounds more chaotic. I like that mono tomorrow never knows almost makes me nervous. It's unsettling. And I, and I like that. But the, you don't get the feedback during Lennon's uh, Leslie vocal. When it comes back there and the stereo, there's this like bit of feedback that just, I love it. It's like a tone, right? And it's yeah, yeah. It's this high pitch thing that lasts a right. quarter of a second. I miss that on the mono. So there's it's things like that. Like I live for the that feedback. You know, I live for those little weirdo things. I know what you mean about the unsettling mono mix, though. Uh, again, with the bird sound effects, but when those sound effects come in, they just slice right through. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, this is cool, man. This is cool. I, I would say, like, if you can find the mono stuff. Seek it out. I think it's worth it, especially if you're a Beatle jerk like we are and you haven't heard that stuff yet. Yeah, it, it really is. It'll change you. Songs you think you know backwards and forwards will absolutely change you. And I want to make very clear, I take nothing away from the songs I prefer in mono. I'm okay hearing in stereo. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'll listen to them how I listen to them. But yeah, yeah. you have choices. That's what's another wild and wacky thing about this band. <laughs> There's choices. I look forward to next week's show, Tony. Thanks to everyone for listening and and uh, and enjoying this. We get nonstop emails from you, so stop it. And all those emails are in mono, and we appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in mono for a limited time. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. 